Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. Everyone is searching for the next Bored Apes Yacht Club. After the success that they've had reaching that billion-dollar evaluation and just skyrocketing everything with this NFT market just to the front page and celebrities are buying it, there's so many projects right now that are trying to reinvent that or investors that are trying to find the next one. But what if I told you that there won't be another Bored Apes Yacht Club? Now, that might sound like it is absolutely bad news and I'm just being negative. First of all, I don't own any Bored Ape. I have uh, no investment as far as uh, associated with Basie or any of their spinoff projects or derivatives or anything like that. However, what I wanted to say is this does not mean that another projects won't either reach these numbers or surpass these numbers because I actually believe it will. But the unique situation that created the perfect storm for Basie to reach the valuation that it is and re- trying to recreate that or reinvent that or remodel and do exactly what they did, I think is a recipe for disaster. And that is why a lot of these projects that are trying to do exactly what they're doing aren't finding that same success. So let's just take a picture of exactly what was going on around May 2021 when all of this was coming out. When Basie hit the scene, first of all, the market was very different than it was now. Completely different in the last three months, but definitely May, it was completely different. And as far as when they came out, they did not sell out. I've said that many times, or the research is out. They took a week to sell out, and it wasn't this massive hit right off the gates. However, they were riding the fact that there was a novelty of this space, this brand new quote-unquote NFT space. Although those of you that have been in the space for a very long time or some people that are true historians of the blockchain will say, no, really 2021 was not the year of the uh, NFT. It just happened to be the year that the news and the media and general public started to get a wind of it because crypto kitties and crypto punks and other projects came before it. However, one of the things that was very unique, this was following that massive Beeble sale. The headlines were starting to shoot up. There were Sotheby's auctions and various things that were putting this onto the front page. However, one thing that also Board Apes Yacht Club benefited from was the fact that the world was in lockdown. We were sitting at home. There was a pandemic and there were people that were sitting literally bored and they were looking for something to do, something to identify themselves towards. So this created this massive massive market, this mass market opportunity for them to capitalize on. For the simple fact that if you notice that there was no specific niche or there was no mission per se as to what they were trying to accomplish in the messaging of this whole uh, project and just being bored sitting at home is something that people can relate to during this time. And all these factors played in. We have the news talking about NFTs. We have people sitting at home bored. But then also there was the rise of Clubhouse. Clubhouse was the original audio app. If you're not familiar with it, what Twitter space is now dominating in this NFT space and everyone is hosting their projects and their town halls and everything in Twitter spaces. However, Twitter spaces actually got the idea from Clubhouse. When Clubhouse launched, it was an iOS only app. I believe it launched the end of 2020. This was around November, December. By the time I got onto it was the spring of 2021. And I remember there were just so many rooms and it was just awesome. The people that were on this thing very early, they were absolutely expanding and blowing up and growing an audience that was just absolutely massive because it was invite only. It was sort of that market effect, that network effect that Facebook had when it first launched, when you had to tell your friends about it, send an 
invite and so on. Well, that was what happened with the beta version of Clubhouse. And what happened by the time the spring rolled around, this whole NFT space started to blow up. I've said it many times that I was seeing these NFT rooms all over Clubhouse. And believe it or not, I never went into any of them because I thought NFT somehow was related to NFSW, not safe for work. So I never entered any of those rooms until I really started to hear about it via a podcast, actually, by May 4th. And at that time is when I said, wow, I have to get into this whole space. But before that, when I was seeing all these rooms through the spring on Clubhouse, I never entered them. So here we go. We have Boards Apes Yacht Club. They're launching in May. There's Clubhouse. There's people stuck at home. Now, how this whole thing just blew up and it really took mass effect and really started to turn some heads, it was a grassroots guerrilla marketing campaign in the sense that the holders that already had their NFTs, and remember when this launched, this was not launching for these 100 ETH or whatever it is at this point. These were just regular mint prices and it was very affordable to get into. And these people bought them for a few hundred dollars and literally, once you converted out the ETH, literally were having fun with it on Clubhouse. They were entering rooms with their profile pictures as uh, these apes. And before they spoke, they were making ape sounds and they were going room to room and people were just wondering, okay, what is going on here? What are all these apes about? And that's really what got them so much attention. So you have these bored apes hopping room to room, making sounds and turning all of these heads. So within that week, once they sold out, the momentum started to go. And as we know, with a snowball, once it starts to go downhill, it just picks up momentum, picks up size, and eventually leads to where it is right now. But a few things that were working in their favor that are not a factor compared to what's going on now is the market was not as saturated. Right now, every single day, multiple projects are launching, and it is absolutely ridiculous to see how many are on the market. And so many people are not selling out and it's just very disappointing as to people expected to blow up and go to the moon and all sorts of different things. However, even with such little competition, they did not have instant success. Not to mention the the few people that do have ETH and that are already in the space on OpenSea, they didn't have as much options, as many things to spend on. So when it came to what they're going to buy and which projects they're going to hop into, they were more likely to do that. You didn't need necessarily a roadmap, docs, founders, and all these things, utility, and as much as we need right now. In those days, I said those days as if we're talking about 10 years, but really in this NFT space, really, it seems like 10 years ago. You didn't have that massive push for all of these projects everywhere because, again, there wasn't as much competition. Board Apes didn't really have to niche down, find a specific target market. They set out their message and they attracted this crowd. It was fun and it was lighthearted and they were literally going room to room and having a good time. And it was just a unique situation and a perfect storm arise. Now, when these different projects are launching, you're going to see a lot of, they're going to, if they're going broad market and they don't have a specific audience, such as creative entrepreneurs, 90s kids, female executives, or whatever it might be, then in you're going to see these projects struggle because just having a mass appeal, no target audience, just with some great art, it makes it very difficult. And at that point, now we're starting to see that traditional Traditional marketing is having to play into this NFT space in the sense that these projects can't just expect to sell out. You have to give
give people a reason why they should spend their hard-earned money because once those initial people are tired of spending their ETH and now they're in HODL mode and saying, you know what, I have to recoup all of this that I spent on NFTs and what have you, they're going to have to attract new people into the space that are going to be making their first purchase for the first time. So they're going to have to communicate, why exactly am I spending three, four, five, or $1,000 worth of ETH to be able to come into this project, you just as if you're selling any other thing for a couple hundred dollars or a couple thousand dollars, that has to be explained to the consumer. So these projects that are now launching have to have education, they have to have marketing, they have to have a target audience, and all these different things that necessarily weren't as much of a factor back in last May. So when people are trying to evaluate and find the next board ape and find the next project that's ape into that's going to just go to the moon like that, it is a completely different world. And evaluating all of this stuff is not just based on just really cool art, is not just based on having a great roadmap and following all of the footprints and the blueprints of everything that board apes has already done over the last year and saying, yes, that is exactly what we're going to do because they really fell into the perfect storm. And I'm not saying that they didn't get everything that they deserve because I think what that project is doing is absolutely amazing. And any project that does take off like that is is doing great things. But what I mean is luck and timing and all these different things does play into it. Of course, the more persistent you are, the harder you're working, the better plan that you uh, put together, the better team that the project has, it puts them in a better position to find more luck. However, timing and all these things are that are out of their hands. No one could predict a lockdown, a pandemic, uh, clubhouse launching, and all these different things to really propel them into that billion dollar valuation. So who knows what will come around the corner. There will be another project that identifies perfectly with those times. And we don't know what economic disaster or what kind of political event or something might cause a rallying around something else. And there just will be a project that happened to launch during that time. And it just perfectly fit the narrative of that time. And that's going to be the next one to launch up. And I'm not saying that only these uh, crazy events can actually present these things. However, since we are talking about Bored Apes, I'm just speaking about all the things that had to line up for the stars to uh, really align, I should say, for all of this to happen. And for the next project or any company, any business, anything really, certain things have to align. And it's easy to see this in 2020 when you're looking back. But during that time, these were just entrepreneurial people that were willing to plug ahead and go forward and have an idea, have a vision to do something. And everything just aligned for them and it took off. And then a lot of people will stand on the sidelines and say it was all luck or it was all that. No, they put themselves in that position to be lucky at that right time because we were all there. Every single one of us could technically have launched Bored Apes, <laughs> but we didn't or even bought into it, but we didn't. So with that said, I would just say stay calm, stay patient with whatever project that you're in. If you find a good community with amazing leaders and founders and they're doing great things, they have a vision and they're marching towards it. And don't compare it to Bored Apes and saying, why aren't we at 10 ETH yet? Don't look at all of that. I would say really, if you believe in it, just as if it was a local independent business or something, okay, this is something that is going to grow and go forward. Evaluate it as that. Looking at the exception to the rule, the outlier, the huge, the best example, it's it's not really profitable. I don't think anyone looks at so, their family member starting a small business locally and starts to compare them with Amazon. That just would not be fair, practical, or reasonable. Someone in their family comes out as an accountant or a 
lawyer and they're comparing them with the largest accounting firm or the absolute largest uh, legal firm in the world. No, that's really not practical. And we wouldn't do that in offline situations. But for whatever reason, in this NFT space, there's a lot of people that are doing that. So I would just recommend you to stay patient. And remember, not everyone is a crypto whale that can just literally just throw money all over the place. And if you're set and grounded in a good project, be patient. And speaking of not being a crypto whale, I like to say that I am not a whale. I'm more of a salmon swimming upstream because honestly, all of the NFTs that I purchase and everything that I own and all of the collecting that I do is with my hard earned fiat currency that I ended up converting into it. It's not like I was saving in ETH for years or in crypto in general for years, although I've heard about it from my friends, but I always saw this as a speculative playground and what have you. So I was very hesitant to jump into it until I saw the use case of NFTs and everything that could be built on from that. So that's why I like to have that play on word and say I'm a crypto salmon. So I did end up creating this uh, crypto salmon NFT, which I'm actually selling for one wax. And the price of wax is 35 cents. So for one wax, you can get a crypto salmon. So why would I be giving away, basically giving away this NFT for 35 cents? Initially, I was giving away a lot of free NFTs. And I realized that people were using bots to actually program to claim them all and what have you. And then they were trying to resell them and flip them. So I was like, you know what, this crypto salmon, putting up there for one wax anyone that can relate to not being a whale and just being able to dive into a couple bored apes or whatever it might be, this is something how they can get into the NFT game. So with that said, I want to thank you for listening to this and whether or not you do have any interest in that, I just want to thank you for taking the time to hear this podcast and share it with your friends, recommending it, whatever it might be. And I look forward to growing and building Web3 together. So until next time, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.